finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. Today on the Callahan Show, well, it's a new day, which means it's a new low for the Biden regime. Uh, we learned this week that they uh, sent the guy over there to negotiate with the Taliban and beg for a few more days to get our people out. And the Taliban said, no deal. You're out by the 31st or we're going to shoot you with your own weapons. That's how bad it's gotten. Joe Biden, just to make matters even worse, met with the uh, WNBA champs, whoever they are, and he took a knee. He actually took a knee. Andrew Cuomo, another indignity for Killer Cuomo. He loses his Emmy. But the good news is he gets to keep the Ted Kennedy Award. The media is turning on Cam Newton, Patriots quarterback, because he's not vaccinated. This is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. Doctors in Florida walk off the job because they don't want to treat the unvaccinated who are now the lepers out there. Uh, It's going to get nasty, just so you know. We'll get into all that today on the Callahan Show, brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple, no monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better, with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Carano, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, Carano, I know, uh, I know, you know, I want to get to uh, the debacle in Afghanistan again. I, again, I'm, 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 I'm baffled. I'm still looking for an answer. I still don't understand it. I've read everything I can read. I'm going to say this every day, and I still don't understand what the hell Joe Biden was thinking. But before we do that, I'd like to talk about Build Back Better and, uh, and voting rights and voting rights laws and, of course, uh, COVID because – you know, nothing's more important right now than the Delta variant. Um, but uh, is that okay with you? You oh, want yeah. to talk about voting no, rights no. laws? Yeah, and build back better. I it's, mean, we have to pass this $3 zillion uh, uh, infrastructure bill before anything else gets done in D.C. Um, but do, do you have any, any questions on the build back better or on the, the voting rights law? Do you have any questions? I just want to know that we're moving forward with it. Oh, yes, yeah. we're moving forward. We're okay, moving good. forward. I think we're working. We're working well together. And I do think we'll, but you know, pass all this other nonsense, and then you know, eventually we can get to the biggest uh, foreign policy disaster in American history. I think I'm, I'm, I've become, um, I've become uh, a big fan of these Biden, not not press conferences, obviously, because he doesn't have the guts to take a question. But it is increasingly uncomfortable watching Biden come out and speak to the nation. Obviously, he's in cognitive decline. That's the term we're we're all using. Obviously, he's not fit for the office. I think everybody agrees with that now. But when he comes out and his strategy is clear that we're going to talk about these other things, we're not going to talk about the thousands of Americans trapped behind enemy lines with no way to get to the airport and no way to get out by the deadline, August 31st, which, by the way, 
the Taliban, we asked nicely, we sent the CIA director to, to Kabul to ask nicely, please, Mr. Taliban, could you give us a few more days? Just give us a few. They're like some guy pleading with the, uh, a loan shark. Give me a few more days. I'll get you the money. I'll get you the money, I promise. And what did Mr. Taliban say? He said, no deal. Get your ass out of our country by the 31st or they will, or quote, this is the quote, you will provoke a reaction. This is, I, I can't speak to, you know, whatever happened in 1812, but what the hell? This is the most embarrassing moment in American history. 250 years, this is it. This is it. Our, our, an American president sent an emissary, a, the CIA director, who, by the way, does not look the part. He does not look like a, a guy who should be leading the world's leading, the world's biggest, best spy agency. Anyway, sends him there to negotiate. I shouldn't say negotiate. To plead with the Taliban for a few extra days to do what? Just to get out, to get, give us a few more days to get everyone out, get, you know, get everyone on a plane. You can keep, you can keep the Blackhawk, you can keep all the rifles, you can keep the drones, you can have our embassy, our $700 million embassy. Hell, you can have our air base and everything in it. And what does the Taliban say? These sixth century stone age savages, what's their response to this request? I, I assume the guy, I assume Biden made it clear that we were pleading uh, and, and begging the Taliban, this this ragtag band of terrorists for a few days just to get stuff, just to get out. You know, we're not going to we're not going to shoot you. We're not going to bomb you. We're not going to stick around in some small number of, you know, in, we're going to leave just like you wanted, handing the country over to you. But we can't do it by August 31st. And the Taliban says, no deal. Well, hey, can and you we, can you blame? And, and, and what what do we do? We say, okay, we'll we'll do our best. We'll do. We have a uh, six days. Six days. We'll do our best in six days. And then you know maybe they'll be kind and they won't round up the remaining Americans and behead them. Maybe because you know this is the new Taliban. But I want some, anybody to tell me when. When by the way we're going to take calls because I think I need to take some calls. I think I need somebody besides you. No offense. To help me here because I don't understand this at all. It's frustrating. Obviously, I, I don't have any respect for the president or the administration. Obviously, uh, you know they're embarrassing themselves and the country before the world. But I don't get it. I, I honestly don't get it. I honestly don't understand what. And I watch Jen Psaki. I watch Joe Biden. I listen to their, you know, Blinken. Various people get interviewed. I get more confused by the day. Why? Why are we doing this? Why are we allowing this? Why? Well, and and the uh, the thing is, I you can't blame the Taliban for reacting that way. I mean, they just won a war against the U.S. military, the biggest, most funded military, seven hundred and eighty billion dollar per year U.S. military, and so now any type of any, any there's no there's nothing that they fear anymore from the Americans. They don't fear retaliation, so of course they're gonna they're gonna have a show of strength. In fact, I think they welcome it. Let you know let. <laughs> they welcome the, the the clash with the Americans. You know why? Because the Americans, our our uh, our our president, does not have the will to to fight them, to defeat them. Clearly, he's already surrendered. We have surrendered to a ragtag bunch of terrorists. Uh, by by the way, the terrorists who harbored 
bin Laden, who harbored um, um, uh, Al-Qaeda, the organization, the, the outfit that killed 3,000 Americans, they harbored, they took their side. Obviously, we, we went in there and blew up their camps, and then we stuck around for an extra 20 years for God knows why. God knows why we did that, decide, decided to nation build in this in this primitive place that wanted no part of of us, of, of what we had in mind, of no part of a democracy. But again, what 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 happened yesterday, to, a couple of days ago, is the ultimate humiliation. Asking for extra time just to get our people. You know, it's going to be tough. You know, you're blocking all the entrances to the airport. You're making things difficult. People are stranded. They're hiding at home. We need to find a way to get them out. By the way, we already know the British, the French, the Dutch went in there and got their people. And we did not. We did not. Because we have this pathetic, empty shell of a man in the White House who doesn't have the heart, who doesn't have the will to do this. He's just hoping, hoping that he can get as many people out and, and brag about the number. By the way, which is the new approach for if you're uh, you know, one of these stooges, these you know, Joy Reid types or uh, uh, Jennifer Rubin types, their, their tact now is, look how many people we got out. It's the greatest evacuation in American history, which to me, even if it is, are you really bragging that we managed to get so many people out, most of whom aren't American? Yeah, what's the other side of that equation? So how many the other side is we, we've already we already know there's a, a one ISIS guy that we've gotten out. God knows how many more are in this you know in this this huge wave of uh, evacuees that were refugees that we're going to take into this country. I guess that's part of the plan that that Biden or you know people behind Biden, people around Biden think that refugees tend to be Democrats. So we're going to get as many Democrats. We're going to change. You know, some some red states to blue and that kind of thing, but uh, you you could be looking at. I mean, worst case scenario, and I assume somebody in the White House, somebody in the in the Joint Chiefs, is bringing up their job is to go worst case scenario is we leave thousands of Americans behind. Clearly, we're going to leave Americans behind. Everybody agrees we can't get everyone out in the next six days. Six days, they're not going to extend the deadline, which means. They're going to say no more, you know, no more. They've already said no more Afghans can leave, which I guess the, the, the Americans could still leave if they can get to the airport, if they can get through security. There's already stories about people being beaten by the Taliban, being not allowed to get through their checkpoints. That's going to get worse as the deadline approaches. And worst case scenario, we see American hostages, American uh, American people on the streets of Kabul being beaten or, or worse, killed, shot, beheaded, then what? Then do they brag about how many Afghans they got out of the country? Oh, we have 50,000 last. You shouldn't be bragging about an evacuation. You should be. Uh, you should say, you know, it's the least you could do. It's the least we could do. We, we caused this insanity. We caused this chaos. It is the worst crisis in foreign policy crisis in American history and we're bragging because we managed to just kind of open the doors to these planes and let everybody in. Yeah, that's, wants- the, that, that, that's the thing I hate about the Saki, uh, you know, press briefing in particular yesterday. That, that spin sucks. It's like, oh, we've gotten 70,000 people out. Well, congratulations. How many people are left? Like, stop spinning it 
There's no spin to this. It's a huge debacle. We all are seeing exactly what is happening live. We've got cell phone uh, footage. We've got we've got footage and commentary from people on the ground, from brave uh, media folks who are on the ground there, actually, in a, in a hot zone. You can't spin this. We know. So just be solemn about it. We've got a bunch of people out, but there's tons of people left, and we're doing everything we can. We have a coalition of countries. We're on the phone all the time. We're trying to get them out. That's it. That, but, but the whole idea is... Aren't we doing a great job? We're just, we we turn tail and run. I hate it. Yeah. Aren't we really good at just getting away? It's like, uh, it was a, compared to Dunkirk, which was a, a really good movie, whatever it was, a couple of years ago about the British being trapped at the, at the ocean. And they, they uh, got a bunch of, you know, fishermen and, you know, just people that come over in their boats and save, I forget the number, thousands of British troops who were trapped. But, they didn't win the battle. They just got out alive. I mean, obviously they lived to fight another day and win the war, but they were pinned against, you know, in, in, uh, on the beach. Against the channel, right? Yeah. And, and they, uh, right on the other side of the British, of uh, the uh, uh, English channel, but they just survived. They didn't win. They didn't kill the Germans. They didn't win the battle. They, they got away. They escaped. And that's what the Biden administration, the, the regime is bragging about. We managed to escape. But the question's going to come is eventually is like 10% of the people they're getting out are Americans. Who the hell are all these other people? They're all translators? Hell of a lot of translators, I guess. And I guess allies. But we'll find out there's going to be some bad actors in that, in that crowd. We already believe there's at least one ISIS guy who... Who was in that crowd? There's a whole bunch of people on the no-fly list who are in that crowd, <clears throat> in that that mob that they put on C-17s and gotten out of uh, gotten out of Kabul. But what what about the rest of the country? It's a big country. It's with 30 million people. It's it's a big mountainous country. All we hear about are the people right in the neighborhood of Kabul. Kabul, right? What about the people in the mountains or in the valleys? And there's got to be thousands of people just trapped, saying, "How do I get out?" And as you point out, in this day and age, they have phones, you know, they have video. They're going to be stories after the deadline on Monday. Is it Monday? After the 31st, there's going to be people who are going to call Fox News or wherever and say, I'm trapped. I'm American. And then what? Then what? (laughs) Excuse me. I think the only tactic that I can see, the, the only idea plan that the biden regime has is to to double down and ask like really nicely or maybe <laughs> let some more guys out of gitmo or maybe give them cold hard cash we've already given them 85 billion dollars in u.s military equipment which is so bizarre that could be the biggest problem the biden regime has is that this idea that we left all this stuff billions of dollars worth of technology the, the, again, the Taliban has an instant air force. The Taliban has American rifles, American uh, armored vehicles. Uh, they have all this technology, and nobody can explain why. I mean, nobody. I mean, uh, again, you can. I, I haven't watched uh, Joy Reid every night. Sometimes I miss Joy, but uh, I, haven't, I obviously haven't read the Boston Globe. Nobody does. But how the hell do you spin that, leaving a Black Hawk helicopter, leaving all these drones? What do you say when someone says, so, you know, why did you leave all our stuff? What is the answer? I, I get so friggin' frustrated at this. The idea that you leave something that you could have had someone just, just fly out of there, fly, we're out of here. And you leave planes, 
and, and you leave drones and you leave cars and you leave rifles and you leave night vision goggles. Right. They used to say two things. We own the air and we own the night because the Taliban, most terrorist groups don't have any planes and they don't have night vision goggles. So it, at night, like when they, you know, raided the compound and killed bin Laden, we had, we, we obviously had a helicopter we had Blackhawks and we had night vision goggles and they didn't. Well, now they do. And they paraded their military guys in those white outfits paraded around carrying U.S. rifles and wearing U.S. night vision goggles. And they're just they're just spitting Biden's face now. And the idea that they wouldn't like say, we'll compromise. We'll give an extra couple of days. We'll give you to September, whatever, 11th, September 11th. That's kind of a big day. We'll give you 11 more days. They did not. They don't want to 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 help the Biden regime at all. They want to continue the utter humiliation. And let's let's be honest, they're not alone. Yesterday, I, I'm not sure what day actually went, but yesterday we learned that Seth Moulton, Massachusetts congressman, who, uh, as I always point out, has got more balls than brains. I mean, he was a war hero. He was a combat veteran. He went house to house in Iraq with the U.S. Marines. Somehow he lost his mind after that, came home and became a you know little Nancy Pelosi puppet, a hardcore, you know, left-wing lunatic who believes in, you know, climate change is an existential threat, and we have to, you know, you know, every every crazy left-wing idea he had to buy into to get elected to Congress from Massachusetts. But anyway, a a, a badass went to uh, Kabul on a secret mission, <laughs> which is amazing. We have these backbencher congressmen, Moulton and another guy, a Republican. I'll get his name. I forget the guy, the other guy, but um, he went with Michigan rep Peter Major. Major, yeah. Another, he's an Army veteran. Bolton's a Marine, and they went on this secret trip to to scope things out. This is your own party. This is Joe Biden's own guy. This is Nancy Pelosi's own guy, and he's making a secret trip. And what's he doing? He's saying this is impossible. Your idea of getting everyone out. By August 31st is impossible. In fact, Seth Moulton said, you could not do it. We cannot do it by September 11th. So even if we got two weeks, we can't do it. So you know what's inevitable, Carano? You know what is inevitable right now? Americans trapped in Afghanistan. Americans, not, you know, translators and their, and their 17 family members who are piling on C-17s. No, Americans with American passports and American citizenship who pay taxes they're going to be stuck behind enemy lines, and some of them are going to want to leave. I love, I love this idea that the Biden regime came up with this line where we're going to get all the Americans who want to get out, who want to leave, we're going to get them out. So they're implying or they're flat out stating. And people want to stay. There are Americans yeah. who want to stay. Can you just give me a short uh. list of their names and, and why? I mean, maybe there's some crazy person like, I don't know, like uh, you know, the – Dennis Hopper character in Apocalypse Now, the photographer who hung out in the jungles of you know, Cambodia with Marlon Brando. You've, you, you, have you done that on Quantum Leap yet? Quantum, Quantum Weekend? Leap? No, we have not done that. You haven't done Apocalypse Now? No, but I think it's before we do the last 40 years. So I think that was prior to it. That's more than 40 years ago? Got to be. Oh, right. You know what? It, I think I know what year it was. 70, not 80. I think it was 80. Oh, was it? 80. We might hit it then. 80 or 79. Absolutely spectacular movie. I've, yeah. I've only seen it about. 53 times and it's, it's just great i mean it's the greatest performance by robert duvall ever martin sheen dennis hopper's had some great perform marlon brando's kind of a small role but it's spectacular 
And these guys are living in the jungle of Cambodia. Maybe there's some nut that wants to stay in the mountains of Afghanistan. And we, you know, we can offer him safe passage to come home, but he doesn't care. He doesn't want, maybe he's married to a local person, maybe he converted. Do you remember who John Walker Lynn? Yeah, I do remember is? that. Yeah. John Walker Lynn um, fought for the Taliban, fought with the Taliban against us. In fact, a CIA guy named Michael Spann was killed by John Walker Lynn's crew. John Walker Lynn got caught. He got convicted. I believe, I don't know if it was a Gitmo or was in another U.S. prison, but Steve Earle, who I love, Steve Earle, made a, wrote a song about John Walker Lynn. It was really disappointing. But anyway, there are traitors out there, I guess, but we're not talking about traitors who are you know, going to side with the Taliban. We're talking about Americans who want to get out. And Seth Moulton said, it's impossible. We can't get them out. Well, it sounds like the Biden so, administration is admitting admitting to that to you know congressional leaders in private, but they're not admitting that in public yet. Well, I, I don't know how you could. I mean, you, you, nobody thinks we can get everyone American every American out. Nobody. So eventually, you're gonna have to say, yeah, we did our best. We got out seventy million. They're gonna. They're up to how many now? Seventy thousand that we've gotten out. Yeah, that's what I've, that's what I've seen. 10% are Americans. So, you know, getting out, doing a great job. We're getting out, I don't know, whatever, 7,000 Americans. So like almost half, another, if by, by some yeah, estimates. Almost about half, half. Yeah. right, about half. And it's getting tougher. They made it clear, the Taliban said yesterday that they, do, that they don't want any more Afghans to leave the country. They don't <laughs> want know. to lose, yeah. you know, people who are, uh, you know, let's be honest, translators have to be pretty well educated. As we heard from, you know, our friend Rob O'Neill, the Taliban, not necessarily the smartest guys. You know, oh, these are, no. <laughs> they're, you know, they, they, he thinks they won't know what to do with the American, you know, choppers that they have. They think he'll try to eat them. But the people, the translators, I guess, and maybe the people who worked with us in the embassy aren't, maybe they're the smartest people in the country. And eventually the Taliban says, we don't want anyone else to leave. We need this. We need uh, whatever, uh, engineers. We need educated people. So they're going to say no more Afghans can leave, only Americans. But the Americans can't get to the airport. They can't get to Kabul. They can't. They're stuck. They're trapped. I might even use this word. They're stranded. Whoa. And, and I know, I know, I, you you know every, day, that word. <laughs> every day we talk about, you know, moving on, talking about something else. And we'll get to, uh, you know, we'll get, like, we got to get to Cuomo. We got to get the big Cuomo news and we got to get to, uh, Joe Biden, uh, we, we got to get to some sports. Joe Biden met with the WNBA champs and uh, took a knee. But we'll get to that. Um, what I want to know is, and maybe maybe someone in the comments over here, what is the best case scenario next week that we reach the deadline? We say, well, we tried our best. We got 100,000 people out, including you know, a few Americans. Yes, there are some still there, but what can you do? We offered them a chance. They didn't. We told them to get to the airport. They didn't. How do you spin that? I mean, again, I don't under, I'll never understand, I guess. Maybe we'll never understand what the hell the plan was. And maybe a guy like Millie or a guy like Austin gets fired or quits and then goes public and says, I told them this would happen and Biden wouldn't listen. He wanted to have, he wanted the war over. And to take credit, take a bow by September 11th. That's all he cared about. Get out by September, you know, get out. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens. I can take a bow on September 11th and said, I ended the war. But 
the first question you have is, but what about the Americans? What about the equipment? Well, you know, this isn't going to, this isn't the best plan. Yeah. Uh, Mr. President. Yeah. Then what did he say? Uh, do it anyway. <laughs> a, yeah. So, just, uh, so Heidi in the comments, you asked, said uh, they're going to blame the Americans for not getting to the airport. I think that's exactly what they'll do is they'll say, um, you know, we'll say we gave them plenty of opportunity the last two weeks. They knew that the pullout last pullout date was August 31st and they didn't get to the airport. Now, at the other hand, they've also been telling those same people, we can't, we can't guarantee your safety, you know, hide, um, you know, keep yourself out of sight. So they're talking out of both sides of their mouth on that one. But I did want to say one more thing too. You made a great point with the weapons. Um, I've also seen another spin zone where, you know, the administration is like, well, they don't, you know, the Taliban aren't trained to use this heavy equipment, but you know what they are trained to use is AK 47s or AR 15s or whatever. I'm not sure the, the weapons that the U S military left that night vision goggles, like you said, all the small arm stuff is right. perfect for a terrorist organization. They know how to use it. Body armor, all they, that stuff. They beat us. They beat us. Man, the greatest military in the history of the world lost to these, these savages, but, and they didn't have all those rifles. Right. They didn't have night vision right. goggles. They didn't have drones. And, and think of this. I heard Tom Cotton talk about this. He says, you know what? The vehicles they probably will use for a year or two. And then when they break down, they won't be able to fix them. They won't be able to maintain them. Same with the chopper. Although having a Blackhawk for however long you have it is pretty wild. We're going to see video of that, of a Blackhawk being flown by a Taliban guy or being flown by an Afghan guy who switched sides. Um, he said the vehicles, they won't last, but the rifles will. And the night vision goggles, all they take is a couple of batteries and they're good. So they have our rifles and the number is astounding. Um, you you had that story. What's the number? 600,000 or something um, just left behind. Well, well you could take number, a C, yeah. <clears throat> if you could take a C seventeen with a eight <clears throat> eight hundred people on it, or whatever it is, six hundred fifty people. You've seen it. It's a massive plane, massive. Just it's a cargo plane. So thus the C. Wouldn't it take like one of those to get all our stuff? I'm not talking about the the Blackhawk or the trucks to get all the rifles and the and the uh, you know, RPGs and all the goggles and all the uniforms. Wouldn't it just been like Half the one of these C-17s is leaving full of people, full of refugees without vetting the, one of those. Just use one of those to get our stuff out. It's too late now. But excuse me, Mr. President, or excuse me, you know, Jen Psaki, why couldn't you just put all the stuff on one cargo plane and get it out of the country? Why did you have to donate it like a friggin' housewarming gift to the Taliban? Why do why do they get that incredible palatial uh, embassy. Why do they get the Bagram Air Base? They get everything. Why? I mean, either take, blow it up, no, <laughs> destroy it before you leave. It's just so insane. We're going to see them. We've already seen them in a literally in a military parade carrying our stuff. I, you know, I honestly don't think Joe Biden can ever recover from that. But that doesn't matter. He's a, he's an empty husk anyway. He's going to be gone and kamala harris will be president probably within i don't know eight months a year so it really doesn't matter but the people who made this decision the susan rices and barack obama's and jill biden's they have they will have blood on their hands next week we're not sure how much blood but there will be blood hell there's a story <laughs> perhaps the the most uh, i don't know uh, amusing story about the taliban i guess it wasn't that amusing but it was the uh, interesting story this morning 
Um, Daily Mail has a story about them killing civilians. This is from the, uh, the this little rogue group that uh, is hiding in the hills. The former vice president, who is leading these little rebels who are hoping to fight, but they're so you can take it with a grain of salt. They said the Taliban are killing uh, elderly people and children, but the same story says the Taliban has vowed to tackle climate change. I just tweeted this out. This yeah, is for real. The Taliban is. Uh, the, their spokesman said that they are ready to deal with climate change. So maybe, I mean, I joked last week about them not really having any interest in getting in the Paris Climate Accords. Maybe, uh, maybe they do. Maybe they want to, you know, maybe they want to go hang out in Davos with John Kerry and Greta Thunberg. Uh, so they are killing civilians, but they're also recycling. So this kind of mixed. Well, mixed bag. And, and kill enough people doesn't that impact climate change for the better? Too, I'm sure uh, Greta That's would be on board point. with that. Well, it depends who they kill. If it's some real rich person with a big footprint, you know, in a That's big true. house, like, you know, like a, like a John Kerry or an Al Gore, some, you know, con artist who has, you know, 17 houses. And I don't know if they have those kind of people in Afghanistan, but you're right. Maybe they, you kill enough people, you do, you save the planet. And so maybe they'll, they'll maybe their heart's in the right place. Maybe. We'll find out. But I tweeted this out. You could tweet it out to the Daily Mail this morning. It is a real story, a real story. Their spokesman said that they are ready to deal with modern problems like climate change. <laughs> Can't make it up. I did want to say, too, that there, so in the comment, uh, Mike is, uh, comments, Mike is saying that the talking points are becoming redundant. The weapons were left for the Afghan military, except for one thing, Mike, and that is everybody knew, Biden knew, all the generals knew I, that the Taliban was going to take over. It was just a matter of time. They didn't know it was going to happen in two days. So uh, so the, the idea that they left $85 billion worth of equipment for the Afghan army, they knew it was going to get fall into the hands of the Taliban. So I don't, they, I don't think that's a good one. Knew, <clears throat> that doesn't work. What's his name, Mike? Mike does not work because they knew, everybody knew, Millie knew, Austin knew, Biden, I guess, uh, Jill Biden, she knew. They knew that the Afghan army, they were hoping, would last a couple of months. They were hoping the Afghan army would hold you know, hold their ground until September 11th, I guess. And then maybe they'd surrender in October, November. So you leave $85 billion worth of hardware with a group that you're hoping lasts a month. Yes. They lasted 11 days. They, you know, hardly a shot was fired. They really didn't want to fight. They didn't, they, their heart wasn't in it. Everybody knew that argument, that case cannot be made because everybody knew they wouldn't last and eventually everything would end up in the hands of the Taliban. Can you imagine that? We just picture the $700 million embassy. These are people, goat herders, you know, that live that probably, you know, you know, haven't taken a dump in an indoor toilet in their whole lives. And they get this palace just handed to them. We saw the video of them using the gym equipment, yeah. but they get the whole thing, the whole palace. That's their that's theirs now. It's just incredible. Um, the, uh, the the Biden regime makes it worse every day when they try to you know take questions and try to spin it and try to uh, 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 you know put put uh, perfume on this pig. And yesterday was so bizarre. And I guess it's what we've come with, come to expect from Joe Biden when he comes out. What was it? Four hours late. Four hours late for his press briefing. Four hours late. And I guess, I guess there was, I don't know what was on a, uh, <laughs> and I love Lucy marathon or something. And maybe he just took a really long nap. Um, Need the drugs to kick in. I think he, they eventually let Saki go first do the briefing. So she didn't have to clean up the mess. 
he came out with that old man shuffle staring you know into the uh, to the teleprompter and talking about building back better and uh an infrastructure and the john lewis voting act and how we, you know, we want to make sure everybody votes and you're sitting there going what the hell is going on here this is the president thousands of americans behind enemy lines were on the brink of i guess going back to war because if they do what they are capable of the taliban start killing americans what are you, i mean you're gonna have to go in there as every military every veteran rob o'neill and many others say you're gonna have to go in there and start you know shooting taliban guys and get our people out that's next week and this old empty frail shell of a man comes out and starts talking about the voting rights act and taking no questions they started shouting questions and he turned around and just shuffled shuffled off stage that is the this is the weakest looking president in in, in american history in the whole world is, this isn't just us this isn't just you know red states and blue states and trumpkins and, and Biden. this is the whole world watching and going oh my god i don't think it's overstating it and our friend tom shattuck had a really good column on his uh, Substack yesterday and other people have said it i don't think it's overstating it to say this is like the fall of the american empire yeah we are in the eyes of the world, we're not what we once were. We're not leading the world. We're and we're leaving. We're uh, embarrassing ourselves and our allies. I mean, we know Trump. I mean, we know Biden didn't call any allies. Didn't uh, tell them what we had planned to do. There were, you know, their people were trapped. The English, the Dutch, the French, they were trapped there. The 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 enemies of America are laughing and saying, "Oh my God, they lost to." a group of friggin' you know stone age savages the american empire fell to a bunch of, of, of terrorists who don't have airplanes who don't, who don't use <laughs> again don't use don't have indoor plumbing yeah. they have rifles they have rpgs and a bunch of toyota trucks toyota tundras and toyota tacomas and they beat the greatest military in the world in world history that's what's happened I wanted Under to this uh, regime in the last couple of weeks. This is the ultimate humiliation, and the whole world is looking and saying, "Oh my God!" And and by the way, they're watching them shuffle out last night or yesterday afternoon and start babbling about the Voting Rights Act, and they're going, "Wait a second! You just lost the, the a war to to the Taliban, and you're talking about voting rights. What is going on? It is, it gets more embarrassing every day, and we haven't even got to the deadline. Next week is." Next, next August thirty first, and and they were asking Jen Psaki, you know, what time exactly is it Eastern <laughs> right, time? Right. Is it Afghan time? What time exactly do they tell us uh, you're done? No more evacuation flights. No one else is leaving. You're you're out of here. And uh, if you you come back, you will quote provoke a reaction. And and Biden's CIA director, this guy Burns, just put his tail between his legs and headed headed back to to D.C. I guess to. Uh, you know, to tell Biden, you know, no deal. <laughs> they don't. They don't want to make a deal. I wanted to put this uh, eighty-five billion dollars in uh, context a little bit. So the top two military, uh, exp uh, top two countries in terms of military expenditure per year are the United States, of course, number one at seven hundred and seventy-eight billion, and number two is China, two hundred fifty-two billion. America, America spends more than the other ten. In the top 10. Oh, combined. Yeah. America yeah. spends more than the other nine combined. But the third place is India. Guess what their yearly expenditure in military is? 
Um, I don't know. You Seventy-two me. billion. That's less than what we just left. So the Taliban has the third largest arsenal in the world <laughs> yes. now. Russia, yeah. uh, Russia's next at sixty-one. It just goes way precipitously down from it. We we could fund Brazil's army uh, for 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 five years uh, with and the amount that we just left. According to uh, Tom Cotton and others, who said it's eighty-five billion dollars worth of hardware would place them third in the world. <laughs> Crazy. This is 75,000 goat herders, terrorists, scumbags, uh, just uh, uh, savages from, from you know prehistoric times. These guys now have the third largest well, if you think about it, if you think arsenal about it, in the world. If you think about it, it's only 35 million people there, too. It's 350 million in the U.S., so that's, you know, that's equivalent, uh, you know, to 10x, right? Uh, 10x people, so 10x in military spending. It's about even now, $750 billion. It's, it's, and, it's uh, again, they can't exact. use it all, but they can use some of it. And even if they don't they can sell take it. advantage of it, the symbolism of it all, the symbolism that they, that we are turn, tail, and running, surrendering, and leaving our stuff, and leaving our people and it's going to get worse. Everybody agrees we can't complete this evacuation by the 31st. So get ready, folks. It's going to get, uh, it's going to get, I don't even know what to, what to expect. It's not going to get better. It's not going to, just like everything else around Biden, it's just going to get uh, exponentially worse. And this could get so bad that, I mean, obviously already he's, I mean, this is beyond impeachable as, as Robert O'Neill told us yesterday, he should be court-martialed. He's the commander-in-chief. This is dereliction of duty. He should be court-martialed. Uh, I don't even know how that would work, but court-martialed, impeached. I mean, there has to be uh, consequences. That's the other thing. How weak do we look that we lose a war to these cavemen and nobody pays a price? No one gets fired. No one gets reprimanded. No one apologizes. I can't imagine, as we uh, talked about yesterday, being a widow of or gold star family or kid and you lost your father in this country for nothing for nothing worse than nothing for this regime to 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 surrender to the people that that killed your loved one it's it's the ultimate indignity it's the end of the american empire and it's going to get worse but can we hear from uh, some some from um biden the uh the, the this 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 empty husk who came shuffled out and 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 uh mumbled about the john lewis voting rights act in, in the middle of uh, this uh, international crisis yesterday? Yeah, I got two cuts from Biden. I also wanted to call your attention to, I've got uh, James Bank, Banks cuts too from Indiana, who's talking about this equipment stuff, the list. And He's good, a veteran, another veteran. And I mean, Seth Moulton, James Banks, I mean, Lindsey Graham, not a fan of Lindsey Graham, but he's saying he's a veteran and he's saying this is, he's got to be impeached. Obviously you can't impeach him until, uh, uh, November or January of 2023, but uh, why wouldn't you? I mean, the first day that they take the Republicans take uh, the majority, the first day they have to say he's got to go. I mean, this we, we're the, the impeachment, the bar for impeachment is really, really low. I mean, yeah. again, they impeached Donald Trump for saying, let's go patriotically and peacefully protest at the Capitol. That's why they impeached him the second time. First time they said, he wanted to look into the corruption of the Biden family, which we all knew about. So that's kind of his job. What the hell's wrong with that? They impeach him for that. This should be like unanimous. The Democrats should join in. This is the the just the, the most the, the worst dereliction of the of duty from a president that anyone's ever seen. So of course he has to be impeached, but that's not gonna happen for what is that, two years? Two years, jeez. All right, let's listen to uh our Biden first. This is our commander in chief. Just reassure you in this time of crisis. 
I'm also mindful of the increasing risks that I've been I've been uh, briefed on and the need to factor those those risks in. They're real and significant challenges that we also have to take into consideration. The longer we stay, starting with the acute and growing risk of an attack by a terrorist group known as ISIS-K, an ISIS affiliate in Afghanistan, which is a sworn enemy of the Taliban as well. Every day we're on the ground is another day we know that ISIS-K is seeking to target the airport and attack both U.S. and allied forces and innocent civilians. Additionally, thus far, the Taliban have been taking uh, steps to work with us so we can get our people out. But it's a tenuous situation. We're already had some uh, gunfighting break out. We run a serious risk of it breaking down as time goes on. Okay, two things. Uh, this ISIS-K is clearly just a diversion. He's told, oh, we got to get out because ISIS-K. And it, it makes it sound like he's got some real intel, like, oh, this organization, they're just waiting pounce on us and shoot down one of our planes uh, after the deadline. And he can't just say ISIS it has to be ISIS-K because, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Secondly, I can't, uh, I, I guess I'm nitpicking at this point. Can you tell me what is the Taliban? What is the Taliban? We're Americans. We call it Taliban. Taliban. I don't think that is right out of the Barack Obama. Look at me. I'm a, I'm a world, I'm a citizen of the world. I'm a globalist. He says it like it's almost a, a sign of you know respect. I, I'm going to say it the way you say it. Taliban. It's the Taliban. You pathetic. Ugh. ISIS K is anyway. like the Delta variant, though, right? Isn't it? It's uh, it's the new variant of terrorists. <laughs> right. ISIS K. They're just waiting to harm our citizens. Harm our citizens. He's letting in hundreds of thousands of people without vetting off the southern border and uh, millions. And we're just you know, letting in all these, these uh, you know, uh, unvetted uh, uh, people from all over the world. And he's worried about, you know, ISIS-K is going to target our people. And this is, this is just so sad. It is so sad what is happening. But if you thought, if you thought you've, uh, that he, Biden has reached a, uh, a new low when it came to, when it came to optics, um, now this is a, a visual. So if you're uh, watching, uh, are folks watching on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, uh, Facebook and, uh, and uh, uh, YouTube. Watching on Facebook and YouTube, maybe we can put this picture up because it's a visual. It is not uh, an audio. Well, I guess it's some audio, but um, Biden honored the WNBA champs. Uh, if you could guess, if you could guess who the, without looking, who the WNBA champs are, Carano, I will hand you $1,000 right here, right now. The uh, Seattle Sound. I have no idea any of these names. <laughs> was, no yeah, name. I have no idea. You scared me. You scared me because it's the Seattle Storm, <laughs> I think. Can you check that? I yeah, got yeah. it here. Uh, Seattle, Seattle Storm. Oh, I was so close. You were close so to winning $1,000. Uh, Seattle. Yeah, the Storm. champs are the Seattle yeah. Storm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, and I swear to God, I, I'm, you know, I follow a lot of crazy right-wingers on Twitter and I see a lot of memes. The best meme makers are all, you know, right wingers and Trumpkins. And, you know, that's how you know they're good because some of them get banned by Twitter because they make fun of, you know, Biden or they'll make fun of Pelosi. And, and they just, they're, they're the best meme makers. I thought it was just some right wing meme. I thought it was just one of these guys, like this Carpe Duncum guy or yeah. 
who just put together a funny meme. It is Joe Biden in front of the WNBA champs, the Storm, and he's got a he's got a shirt, a, a jersey, you know, from the team. And I'm looking for the picture now, and I'm thinking, I just dropped in the oh chat. And I'm thinking, uh, what? It's a number 46. He doesn't understand why he's number 46. <laughs> no, but you got coach players. Everybody's masked up. There's a couple of real large people. Are those coaches? Those don't look like players. Anyway, he's honoring the Seattle Storm, and he stands in front of him and takes a knee. <laughs> I, I, I swore that it was somehow photoshopped that the president of the United States – I guess is some act of solidarity to all the woke radicals who play in the WNBA and and take knees and drop of a hat. The president takes a friggin' knee. Now, can you tell me is this political or is this him trying to like fit his fit himself into the picture? Oh no, this, that, that's a statement. I'm sure his team was like, "Hey, take a knee. You'll look good to the to to your left to the to the people left of us." But uh, no, that's 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 a political statement. Does, do you have any sound of him talking to the Seattle Storm or like talking about <laughs> this great day? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't have any. I mean, I didn't look for that before the show, so I, I don't I don't have any of that. But you uh, can't look for it on the run here. I'm looking right at, you know, all these uh, these these news clips of him uh, honoring the storm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm seeing I just don't know where stuff will play. And uh, I don't really have uh, a lot of cap- when we're when we're uh, remote like this, every like you and the stuff from my computer come from the same channel. Okay, so enough stuff- with excuses. We don't have it's not it. excuses. I don't care. It's I don't just, care. He's, it's a technological he issue. Knee, he takes a knee. I guess he's he's is this spontaneous? This little uh, um, I mean, this can't be in the script. Take a knee, take a knee like. Did they play the anthem? Why is he taking a knee? Is there was something that compelled him to take a knee? It's just the. I mean, it, 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 you think he's reached a new low? Just wait a day. Just wait a day, because I mean, he just is so so bad at this job. But speaking of bad at this job, you want to get to um, Andrew Cuomo? See, I feel obligated because we were so we covered this story all last spring. We were on top of it when he murdered so many elderly people with his directive sending them coronavirus patients into nursing homes. We had Janice Dean on the show a couple times. We were hoping this day would come where he would have to leave the governor's mansion in disgrace. It came. He probably won't get impeached. He probably won't end up in prison where he belongs. But he's been humiliated, and he's never going to recover from it, and that's a wonderful thing. And yesterday was another great day for uh, Cuomo uh, haters, which is any all decent people. When they took his Emmy away, (laughs) (laughs) they took his, and and this is, this is my favorite part of the story. They took his Emmy away and people were like, like, like that Cynthia Nixon, who's even, it was a total radical ran for mayor. She was gloating saying, Hey, I got to keep my Emmy. You don't get to keep your Emmy. They took his Emmy away. I don't think they can ever take the 5 million bucks that, that was laundered to him in that book when he sold, when uh, he had his aides write a book. That is it. That is a wonderful indignity because, as you remember, when he won an Emmy, when after he nominated himself, all those celebrities, all those obnoxious celebrities, were just honored. Hey, this is to you, Gov. Love Gov. You know Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro and and Chelsea Handler, all Rosie Perez. Well, you're the best, Love Gov. Well, now not only does he not have an Emmy, he doesn't have anywhere to live. He doesn't have a home. He's like I don't know, sleeping on somebody's probably on Chris Cuomo's couch. He has to find a place to live. It is wonderful. I hope he ends up you know, flat broke because he's going to get sued by all these women that he abused. But 
the indignities keep coming. The good news for Cuomo, by the way, is he gets to keep the Edward M. Kennedy Awards. He won, a, he won an award named after Ted Kennedy, and he gets to keep that, which to me, that's perfect. He should. Do you, want the, state, do you want the statement from the uh, Academy of Television Arts and Sciences? It's a short one. Does he have to actually hand the trophy back? I think so. I think he's got. I think it's another <laughs> ceremony. It's a reverse ceremony. He goes on the other side of the stage and, and uh, drops it off. But this is what they say. The International Academy announced today that in light of the New York Attorney General's report and Andrew Cuomo's subsequent resignation as governor, it is rescinding his special 2020 International Emmy Award. His name and any reference to his receiving the award will be eliminated from International Academy materials going forward. <laughs> hey, of all the, you know, the victims, families, the Victims of uh, the families of the fifteen thousand people he killed, the women he harassed. If it's if this makes them happy, then I'm happy, and I'm sure it does. I'm sure Janice Dean was rejoicing on Twitter, laughing, mocking this 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 sleaze, this creep, and hopefully the uh, the indignities keep coming. But uh, uh, all right, let me do uh, let me do Shay and whatever else we got, um, and. Uh, I got a couple more things I want to talk about. Uh, New England Patriot quarterback Cam Newton. The the media is turning on Cam. They really, really liked Cam because Cam was good to the media. Cam's funny. He wears funny hats, gives people funny nicknames. But they've turned on him, and I'll tell you why after I tell you about Shea Concrete. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining all systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man- manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. I, I, this is, and we've talked, we've talked a lot about uh, NFL players who, um, who don't get vaccinated and it's a problem for the teams and it really upsets the media. The media uh, are, you know, they're serving as uh, the, you know, the enforcers for the, uh, for the Biden regime and for all the, the blue state tyrants who want everybody to just shut up and get vaccinated. And, Cam Newton is now, uh, he can't be with the team. He's now at meetings remotely. He can't be with the team, and they got a scrimmage coming up uh, against the Giants. They're practicing with the Giants and former assistant coach Joe Judge. But Cam can't participate, which is fine because Cam was just a temporary placeholder for Mac Jones anyway. As I said, the day they drafted Mac Jones, he was going to start day one. Cam Newton has had a good preseason He's, uh, according to most, was going to win the job or hold the job. But eventually, it was only going to be a matter of time before Mac Jones took over. All first-round quarterbacks play now, right away. They too much invested in them. They're much more advanced than they were, you know, a generation ago. So they're most of them, at least the first-rounders, they're ready to play. Mac Jones is ready to play. He's a better thrower. He's a better passer. He's a better decision-maker. He's a better quarterback than Cam Newton. But Newton had a good preseason, was going to start week one. 
But then he went away, and it's kind of complicated. He went away, and he was supposed to get tested every day at a certain place or a certain kind of test, and he didn't. So the the protocol, the, the punishment is he has to sit out a week or whatever it is, five, six days. And that means he's unvaccinated. That's what that means. He's He had to do this test every day because he's unvaccinated. And again, the media is like calling him out. Apparently on talk radio, they're calling him out. And, you know, why don't you just get vaccinated? Here's all I'm going to say is he's had COVID. He missed the game last year because he had COVID. All right. He's young. He's 32. He's healthy. Obviously, he's in incredible shape. What if he has a doctor and his personal doctor and says, you know, does the antibody test? He's got natural immunity. And the doctor says, you really don't need that vaccine right now. You're good. You've got natural immunity. You've had the virus. If you get it, it probably won't be really debilitating because you're in great shape and um, you're not obese. So you really don't need it. So why don't you just wait? Wait, see how it goes. See if there's side effects or affecting other people. See how you do. And he says, okay. Um, does that sound unreasonable? Does that sound irrational to you? That, again... I, here's my take on the vaccine. I am absolutely 100% pro-vaccine for people who need it, for people who are vulnerable, old people, any, any, anyone 65, 70 who doesn't get vaccinated, I think is nuts. Anybody 300 pounds or over who doesn't get vaccinated, I think is nuts. We've see, seen stories about people who are unvaccinated. They're dying. They're on a ventilator, and they're saying, "Why did it? What was I thinking? Why did I do this?" We see the survivor. There was a woman uh, uh, over the weekend who lost two sons. I forget what state she was in. Two sons, and neither of them were vaccinated. They died within a week of each other, and she was pleading with people to get vaccinated. Of course, the sons. There's the picture that you always see. The sons are are huge. I mean, just big, big guys, and they're chose not to get vaccinated, they're, they're stupid. I mean, if you're vulnerable, do it. But if you're not vulnerable, it's up to you. And if you're, <clears throat> and to me, it, it sounds like Cam Newton made an educated choice, just like a lot of athletes. They make this educated choice. They say, I'm not vulnerable. Uh, it's not going to kill me. I got natural immunity in the case of Newton. I, you know, I, I could see a doctor. I've read, I've read dozens of things saying natural immunity is better at fighting the virus than, than, the, than the vaccine. Now, that's I'm sure it's debatable. You'll find doctors who disagree with that. That's fine. But what if Cam Newton's doctor, what if Cam Newton's, maybe he has a couple of doctors, and he sat with them and they said, you don't need it. And he said, okay, I'll wait. So he still has to go through this stuff where he has to wear a mask and get tested every day. But why is that unreasonable? Why is that selfish? He's supposed to take it untested. Well, I guess now it's FDA approved the Pfizer, but he's supposed to take this uh, I'm just hypothetically against his doctor's orders because the media wants him to. And because the NFL is kind of strong arming him to do it. There are people on every team. Well, I don't know about every team. Most teams, there are some holdouts, some people with natural immunity who say, I don't want the vaccine. By the way, we still don't know about Tom Brady. We still don't have an answer. On he has yet to be pinned down. The asked, you know, are you vaccinated? We don't know, which is amazing. But the idea that you do this against your judgment, against even some medical professionals' opinion, because the league or the team or the media wants you to, and if you don't do it, you're a bad guy, 
That is bizarre. That is bizarre. And by the way, there's a lot of, um, the, the, as we've talked about many times, the numbers on the, in the African-American community are vaccinated are much lower. So these mandates are uh, affecting, uh, in or, uh, uh, affecting African-Americans more than, you know, uh, white players, white people, right? Like in yeah. New York, we talked about the, the, the mandate where you can't go anywhere. You can't go to a restaurant, a bar, or a gym without your papers, co- according to de Blasio. And that's the rule. Well, that's affecting uh, black people much more than than white people, and apparently the media is okay with that. Uh, you know, <laughs> Democrats are okay with that kind of Jim Crow, but not the other kind of Jim Crow. And I want to get to these people before we wrap this up. In Florida, this was kind of a big deal the other day when seventy-five doctors walked off the job. Um, in where was this Palm Beach Gardens, I believe, down in South Florida. Um, they they walked off the job because they were sick of treating um, unvaccinated people. You know they're they, they're demanding people get vaccinated. If they don't, Palm Beach, you're right. Palm Beach, Palm Beach. Yeah. Um, so they walk off the job, and what here's what happened. Uh, they got a lot of attention. Obviously, the media think they're heroes and wonderful and applaud them. Um, they they called it initially a walkout. But then they have to change because somebody pointed out, what if someone like dies while they walk out? And then they're going to get sued. And then the hospital is going to get sued. Then they're in big trouble. So they had to spin it and say, we didn't walk out. We just went and did a press conference. They changed. And obviously the media, you know, carried the water. And they said, doctors hold a press conference, not a walkout in Palm Beach Gardens according to fact checkers and journalists. Yeah, every time I see fact checkers now and journal, you know, fact checkers on online on Twitter or whatever, I am immediately skeptical now. They've like completely turned me off of thinking that they're ever going to tell the truth. Every time I see fact checkers, it's it's like an unbelievable situation. No, this is another spin zone where you have doctors who are protesting. That's what they were. Let's just call it what it is, but no. Can't <laughs> yes, do that. and if and, and that's fine. I mean, I understand doctors Lots of doctors believe that everyone should get vaccinated, particularly, again, the vulnerable. And I'm going to guess most of the patients they're dealing, they're treating are, are unvaccinated. And I'm going to guess they're old, they're obese, they're, they have underlying conditions. They are the vulnerable ones who should be vaccinated. So I don't blame the doctors, but the idea that you're not going to treat them, I mean, you can you can squawk about it. You can complain and say, damn, these people should have been vaccinated. But the idea, and this is a thing, this is a real thing, is don't treat them, don't let them take up an ICU bed or, you know, don't, uh, or make them, uh, uh, insurance companies shouldn't cover it. I'm going, what? Some of these stories are heartbreaking of people who just don't get treated. They don't, the doctors don't want to treat them, don't want to see them. They cancel organ transplants because people aren't vaccinated. There's a video of a mother with a little kid in her car and she's pregnant. So she doesn't want to get the vaccine. She's pregnant. She's not sure if it's the right thing to do. So she's not vaccinated and she has a heart problem and she goes to see her cardiologist and the cardiologist said, no, not going to see you. You're not not vaccinated. She made a, a video and it's just heartbreaking. Check this out. I've had a cardiologist appointment scheduled since May. It is now August. Today is my appointment. I show up for that appointment wearing a mask. He's wearing a mask. 
And I'm told that because I am not vaccinated and because he is too young to be vaccinated, I can't be seen. A five-month pregnant woman who is having heart problems cannot see the cardiologist she has waited months to see because I'm not vaccinated. Tell me again that it's about public health. These doctors and nurses should be fucking ashamed of themselves for turning away a patient who needs help because of their vaccination status. Unfucking real. Since when do we do that? We blame people, sick people, dying people for the behavior. Do these doctors treat smokers or do they just say, Hey, you, your fault. Get lost. There's the door. I mean, the largest, uh, the largest killer, I think, in the United States is heart disease, right? So if we, if we just keep all the heart disease patients out of hospitals, then we'll have tons of beds open. Well, we can't. I wouldn't keep them all out. Just the ones who didn't eat right, who <laughs> smoked, who didn't exercise. If right. that's then it's their fault. The reason they need to be in ICU or in the ER is their fault. So um, if I'm a doctor, I'm not going to waste my time. If you're, you know, fat because you couldn't stop you know, eating whatever cheeseburgers, then, you know, not going to waste my time. If you smoke and you have lung cancer, you're on your own. You're on your own. If you have, uh, you know, serious STDs because you uh, lived a promiscuous life, then I'm not treating you. That's your choice. You chose that. That's the lifestyle you chose. Well, if they're not treating people because they chose or they're threatened to not treat them, I think they know better threatening to not treat them. And by the way, there are people in the media who are calling for this. They're everywhere saying we must stigmatize the unvaccinated. This is a, yeah. a as, as de Blasio says, this is a epidemic of the unvaccinated. Those people, they're now like proposing, you know, wristbands. There's a high school that wants, uh, a school district that wants uh, unvaccinated kids to wear ankle bracelets so they can monitor where they go and who they interact with. It is scary stuff. It is the ultimate in, you know, uh, uh, polarizing the, the and, and turning one group against another. It's not just that we have these two groups. It's that the, the problem we now have in the country, it's all the fault of those people, those conspiracy nuts and those QAnon people like Cam Newton, who don't or Tom Brady, who don't want to get vaccinated. Blame them. Go get them. Um, it's new. This is new. This is different where we uh say you made the wrong choice i'm not going to treat you i'm not going to respect you you know you're going to die and and i'm going to mock you like we mentioned the talk show host in tennessee um phil valentine who died and was and martina navatilova was mocking him after he died because he was unvaccinated again would you do that to some smoker or some uh, you know guy did drugs and, and died do you mock them when they die because they made bad choices this is new and this is kind of dangerous, but uh, we will uh, we're, we're going to see more of it, though. We're going to see more of it because there's some people just don't want to get vaccinated and they're taking their chances and some are rolling the dice and they're losing. And uh, uh, I don't think I, I, I love this one size fits all like a fit, whatever, a fit 21 year old. You have the same standard as a 75 year old fat guy. To me, the 75 year old fat guy should have been at the front of the line. Should have said, give me that vaccine, give me the booster, whatever it takes. Obviously, obviously, if that's that person is 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 taking their chance that you know that this little this virus could just kill them. 
That's not the same well, for some, some high school kids, some high school no. athlete. That's not the same. The idea that we treat them the same, we stigmatize the both of them is nuts. And the people on that side of the argument, the one size fits all, everybody should be vaccinated for COVID argument are dumb. Their arguments are <laughs> dumb. You All you have to do is just a little bit of digging to see the risk reward for, for, uh, for people who are under the age of 60. Like the risk of death from COVID precipitously drops if you're under 60 years old and if you're, if you're, if it doesn't kill people who are under 18, it just doesn't, it doesn't unless you have a comorbidity. The, the, the uh, high school kid has, is more in danger of dying in a car accident or a bus accident on the way to school than he is of dying of COVID. They don't, it doesn't kill kids. These stories are exaggerated, embellished to make, to scare people into getting vaccinated. Um, I'm just looking right now at a story on the, on the news about these high school kids who have to wear ankle bracelets. So if you're 16, you don't see any reason you should be vaccinated. Your parents don't see it. They're going to put an ankle and, and everyone's going to be looking at them. Oh, that kid, he's the selfish one. He won't get vaccinated. And you're going, why, why do I need it? But it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's out of control and uh, it's going to get worse because obviously vaccinated people are getting COVID and their players in the NFL whether they're vaccinated or not, are going to get COVID and they're going to treat the ones who are unvaccinated much more harshly. The media is going to stigmatize them and ostracize them. And it's dividing the country and dividing, you know, classmates, teammates, and, and that can never, that is never healthy, but we'll see how it goes. Good luck to Cam Newton. He's probably going to lose his job because of this. And that's his own choice. He made his choice, right? He made his choice, but he will still, be on the team and wear funny hats and come up with funny <laughs> nicknames. So I think he'll be okay. But I can feel you're. Uh, I can feel you trying to wrap up, right? I'm you're trying right. to wrap up. What well, else you got, Karan? Well, before you, to, I, I, you're supposed to help me get this under an hour. That's my goal, and you're I, not doing. That's it. not my goal. I'm sorry to work against you on this. I just think you go as long as you want, and I'm happy with your content. So whatever you want to do is fine with me. So I'm not going to cut you off. But I did want to mention something. So there was some cute. Confu- there's been some confusion about uh, our link tree links that that I use on uh, on social media sites, particularly like when we don't do a live show. We pre-recorded um, the show with uh, Robert J. O'Neill a couple days ago, so we, and we dropped it a little bit early, and we, we couldn't do the live show. But whenever I am linking out uh, our show, I always use this special uh, URL. It's, it's a link tree URL. The reason why I use it is because it's a one-stop shop. If you click on it, of all the places you can find uh, Jerry Callahan, the Jerry Callahan Show. So that's all of our, like, you go there and you can see, oh, how do I find them on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on all that stuff, local soon. And then also, where can I listen to the show? So I always link that Mm -hmm. out there so that people can say, oh, I can listen to it. Here's the Apple. Here's the Spotify. That's the only reason why I use it. It's just a one side. Because otherwise, then you're dropping like 10 links into into like a post, which you can't you can't do. So that's why I do it. Also, I wanted to say, I'm glad, so happy that all you folks are watching on Facebook and on YouTube and you're commenting. It's great. I read all the comments and I, I try to, you know, I'm doing multiple stuff, but I try to like engage and send, you know, links out for stories and things contextual. And there'll be more of that as we go, but also always download the podcast. Uh, that, that's, uh, that's, that really is what impacts our numbers the most. So if you watch it live, that's great. But also, you know, subscribe on Apple or on Android and make sure that you're, you've uh, downloaded Good the episode point. as well. Good point. And, you know, leave us a, a five-star rating, write a review. Um, tell, tell us what you think. Tell us what you think of Carano and how he's doing. All right. Doing uh, great. You all know I'm doing great. 
yeah, give give him a five star review. It means a lot to him. Thank it's, you. You know, he's he's a little insecure. He needs he needs <laughs> the uh, support. But uh, anything else that you? I know we got a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of moving parts, and we'll True. be making some announcements in the coming days. Today's. You think you think the thirty first is a big day for this country? I'm thinking the twenty sixth, which is tomorrow, is a big day. Big day. A big day for this show. So come back and join us tomorrow, and uh, you'll learn more about what we got. We got uh, in the very near future, but uh, we should, uh, we shall leave it there for now. Anything else, Carano? That's it. That is it. That is it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Pluto TV is playing the biggest movies every night this summer for free. Watch hit movies like The Matrix, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Scary Movie, Runaway Bride, and more all summer long. Check out the biggest stars like The Rock, Keanu Reeves, Tom Cruise, Julia Roberts, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and more. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of free TV channels in English and Spanish featuring TV shows, news, sports, comedy, and more all for free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device, including Android and Apple smartphones. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free.